Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and children of all ages, he's big, he's bald, he's Stephen D. Snyder! Stephen D. Snyder Show. I am your host, Mr. Stephen D. Snyder. I am on the Hollywood G list, <laughs> not the A, B, C, or D list, but the G list. As I said in my award-winning documentary, The Giant Steel Wall, which by the way, you can listen to The Giant Steel Wall on Amazon. You can actually watch it, I should say. It's a, it's an award-winning film that I did. But welcome to the Stephen D. Snyder Show. I got a great guest, great guest today uh, for the program. Her name's Angelina, uh, smart, beautiful, and just awesome life coach. She is just fantastic. Uh, she speaks several languages. Her and I are old friends. We go way back and really, really good person really wholesome, good quality person. So I'm really looking forward to her. Angelina will be joining us later on in the show. Well, folks, I don't even know where to begin. I, the the country, you know, what's funny uh, about this country. You know, I think a lot of people are just sitting there whistling past the graveyard. You know, I really think a lot of Americans are just sitting back, just whistling past the graveyard. I really, really do, because as as Rome was burning and falling, people were were in total denial that Rome was, you know, basically dying. And that's kind of what I'm seeing from this country right now. I mean, this country needs one big giant fucking hug. That's what we need. You've got riots, you got shootings. You've got the, the Chauvin trial and the, and the Chauvin sentencing, and you have the media just stoking flames of division and hatred and violence. <sighs> Folks, look, America has had a really damn good run. And, I, you know, again, I don't think you live in a free country. I don't think your vote counts. And unfortunately, I think you're seeing the decline of America. And this is what happens in civilizations, you know, that people become decadent and sloven and lazy. And that's what I see. I, I could go on and on, folks. But the fact of the matter is, I have been ringing the alarm bell about being patriotic, being peaceful, loving one another, being in a good mood, taking care of each other, using common sense There is no more common sense. See, when you're a kid, you think adults have it figured out. You think adults are these just magical people who have the world figured out. Actually, no. Adults have really fucked this country up. They have. Adults have ruined this country. See, when you're a kid, everything's everything's fair and in life makes sense. Tommy pushes you down. You get up and push Tommy. Well, he started it, but you defended yourself. No, 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 no. You're not getting in trouble. Tommy gets in trouble. Or some somebody stole your cupcake, and so you go get it back, or you tell on them. Life makes sense when you're a kid. When you're an adult, life doesn't make any sense. 
And I've given up on life actually making sense. I think life is a mess. And I think, unfortunately, adults have created that mess. And as much as everybody wants to trash the younger generation, the you know Gen Z or the millennials or Xenials, my generation, Xenial, or Generation X, as, as much as people want to trash them, it's like, well, wait a minute. Who, who taught this generation? So if it's, if it's our fault, you're saying that nobody taught. No, look at the baby boomers, folks. And I'm not pointing the finger at everybody, but look, the baby boomers have a lot to blame uh, for what's going on in this, in this world right now. Black is white, good is bad, day is night, up is down, down is up. That's really America right now. That's really this country. And we need a hug. This country needs to really get their shit together. But I don't see it happening. We're too divided. We don't agree on anything anymore. We don't agree on anything. You have one group over here who says, I'm not budging. I believe in this. And you have another group over here who says, I'm not budging. I believe in this. Well, what do you think is going to happen? We are not the United States of America. We are the states of America. We don't even agree on masks. We don't agree on vaccination. We don't agree on anything. There's no common sense left either in the country. And it's only going to get worse because too many people are fat and happy. That's really what, you know, and people say, well, what can we do? What can we do? Stop watching TV. Stop watching the media for first. Okay, I'm not saying just stop watching TV altogether because I look, I enjoy watching Seinfeld all the time. But just stop watching as much television. Get off of social media. Stop reading the news as much. Yeah, get your news, but don't watch it on TV. Get your information online through various sources. Okay, that's what you can do. Get outside. Start eating better. Start exercising. Stop drinking and smoking as much. Stop doing drugs. Okay? Be kind to animals. Be kind to the senior citizens and the elderly people out there. Help one another. Get outside. Eat right. Drink clean, filtered water. Get plenty of rest. De-stress. That, those are the best doctors that we could have right now. But what do I know? I'm just a kook. I'm just a conspiracy nut behind the microphone right? I've only been ringing the alarm bell about this country needing a hug for quite some time, quite some time. And at the end of the day, I I don't think America makes it out. I think that you are going to start to see some major state segregation separations happening. I mean, look, when, when you live in Arizona and there is no mask mandate, but someone in Washington they want to have a permanent mask mandate. You don't live in the United States of America anymore. The entire system is broken. Our entire system is broken. Whether it's Congress and you know the Senate and the House of Representatives, that's broken. Whether it's the executive branch with the president or where it's with the judicial branch, the Supreme Court, our entire system of government is broken. It is. Yes, we still have probably one of the best systems out there. We really do. We really do. But it's broken. Ours is broken. It was a good run for America. We got a couple good hundred years out of this place. But 
I don't see us ever really coming back from the dead because that's really where we are. Everyone's is obsessed with themselves online, social media, doing selfies, posting videos, and we're all guilty of it. Look, I'm guilty of it. You're guilty of it. We're all guilty of it. We care more about what everybody thinks about us than we do really about ourselves. And there's such a disconnect too. But I, you know, look, I, I don't want to be moping around the whole time. I'm just telling you folks, hold on to your butts. Baby, you just ain't seen nothing yet. Okay, that song, you ain't seen nothing yet. You ain't seen nothing yet. So folks, get into cryptocurrency, um, <laughs> buy storable food, filter your water, you know, take care of your bodies, buy ammo and and, and firearms, take care of your family, start a a hobby that's going to make you some residual income, learn a craft as well. Just really be good people because I think you have not seen anything yet. I think what's happening in this country and what's coming down the pike is, is really going to shock a lot of people. And I can't make predictions, but if they start doing vaccine passports, that's going to be a fucking problem. If they keep the mask mandates up, that's going to be a fucking problem. If they keep telling people they can't go to church, but you can go outside and riot, that's going to be a fucking problem. If they keep telling people you can't go to the grocery store, but you can go to a strip club, that's going to be a fucking problem. Now, look, I have nothing against strip clubs. I used to visit them quite a bit. And you know you're visiting strip clubs quite a bit when you have a a special seat when you walk in. Oh, Mr. Snyder, right this way. But that was a long time ago. No more, no more strip clubs for me. But point is, everything is upside down, backwards. I've always said everything is bass backwards. That's really where we're at right now in this country. But my guest coming up, is she here? And with me is my guest. I have been looking forward to speaking with this young lady for quite some time. Her name is Angelina. She is a life coach with Perspicacity Life Coaching. Angelina, how are you doing? I'm fantastic, Stephen. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Now, you and I have known each other for a while, it seems, and I am very, very much interested in hearing a little bit about life coaching because I actually used to have a life coach a few years ago, and it really worked out well for me, uh, just really kind of getting me back on track. So tell me a little bit about your your life coaching. Well, first of all, Stephen, I would um, say that there is no one-size-fits-all for life coaching therapy. Uh, it's very individual. Um, as far as I'm concerned, I work from an intuitive standpoint and combining that with the education that I have, I hold presence for people, um, which is really important because people are so distressed, especially nowadays with the COVID situation and all the world events. Um, somebody who is mindfully holding presence for them and helping them to find the answers that are already within themselves by asking the right questions is really uh, my vision of the life coaching. Usually we have the answers inside of ourselves already. And sometimes we just need somebody to, 
you know, be a sounding board to talk through things and to go back to our true selves. And that's really the purpose is finding out who was I before I was uh, exposed to all kinds of, when I was younger, I was exposed to all kinds of different thoughts and ideas from parents, teachers, institutions, um, you know, everybody up until the age of about seven, okay, we, we're absorbing like a sponge, right? We're absorbing information from everything around us. We're dependent on parents, on teachers. Uh, we are often told you should be this, you should do this. Uh, when it comes to careers, for example, there are some cultures that you have to choose between being a doctor or a pharmacist, a computer technician, and these are the accepted ideas. But uh, in life coaching, we try to get, in the type I do anyway, we try to bring people back to their true self. So going through the things of our lives and trying to see what is really me and what is another voice or what are the other voices that I was told I had to be or this is I had to think this way or I had to like this. Sure. And so a lot of the work that I do or that we do is helping people to get back to, does this really resonate with me? Is this my true heart? Or is this something I was told I have to be this or I have to do this? So it's a, a whole discovery process. And you're wanting to, as a life coach, I believe, be sensitive to the person, care, hold space for them while they go through this. Um, it's, it's allowing healing also to flow through yourself, through your energy, to your client, and uh, giving strength to that person. While they are, you know, contemplating these things, you're holding space for them. Intuitively, you are looking for the questions to ask them so that they can find those answers within themselves. And it's all about becoming ourselves the best we can be. And holistic life coaching is covering all aspects of life. So some people come because they want to have coaching with their physical fitness or nutrition. Some people, it's relationships. And that's a big area for me that I'm passionate about Yep. Uh, because I believe that that's the spice of life. The, our relationships are the quality of our lives. When it comes to life coaching, you know, you are a, you're a holistic therapist. So a little bit of background, a lot of people don't realize I actually have two master's degrees. My first master's degree is in psychology from the University of Illinois. My second master's is in film and television production from Loyola Marymount. And I actually worked at a rehab center as a counselor. And I absolutely loved it. And I would do, you know, group therapy and I would also do one-on-one -on -one counseling. And I absolutely loved it. I wasn't making any money, but, and this was way back in Illinois. So I get the need for help. So what would you say is the main difference? A lot of people are asking, okay, what's the main difference between actually doing counseling and life coaching? You know, in my particular practice, that, you know, would all go together. Um, I think there are different subjects, as I mentioned, you know, that people want to concentrate on. And basically the coaching, I think, is steering people toward, you know, finding their true self, what being true to themselves, finding solutions, finding the things that will help them improve their lives, be the best they can be. Maybe it's not quite as technical or like if some type of psychological counseling or psychiatric type counseling would have 
I mean, obviously, we do, we are not prescribing, right? Um, I don't have a degree to prescribe medications or things like that. It's not that type of therapy counseling. It's more a one-on-one uh, developing the individual, working with them according to their goals, who they are, what their need is. Uh, so I'm sure it's a different type of perspective. It's it's coaching, it's therapy, it's kind of a combination of that and then catered to the individual. So, you know, how, how many clients do you currently work with on, in any given, you know, time period? You know, that is very variable. Uh, I have clients overseas, obviously. I work with European clients, Asian clients, uh, African clients. So I've had people, you know, a bit everywhere. It just depends on the cycles for the people as well. You can, maybe you want life coaching for a day. Maybe you want it for a week. Maybe you want two months time of sessions. Um, it really isn't the amount. It's it's what works for each individual person. For me personally, I just want each person to have help. That's what I want. I'm going to cater that to each individual. So this is going to vary just like there's no one size fits all um, for any particular person. So, I mean, you're going to have as many clients as, of course, your own schedule permits and whatever you are comfortable with. And, uh, yeah, it's sometimes it's coaching at night because you have people from other time zones. Um, basically, you know, it really varies. I can't really tell you, you know, there's a set number at each time <laughs> because sure. it just depends on how many sessions, what we are working on, um, how long it takes to get through it. And that's just up to each individual. So what's, what's the strangest, uh, you know, life coaching request you've ever had? from somebody reaching out, um, you know, obviously you don't have to name names, but what is one of the more strange requests or maybe problems somebody was having or, you know, something they wanted you to do? What was one of the more strange requests you've had? I can't really say that I've considered any of the requests to be strange. Um, um, really nothing shocks me, to be honest. I've heard about everything and I have a vast appreciation for the different issues that people are faced with, whether that's relational or uh, work-related, uh, physical, uh, sexual, all, all the categories across the board. I mean, people are obviously all impacted by these things in their lives. So I would say that whatever someone is going through is important and relevant. And I would say there's probably no issue that I wouldn't tackle with them. Uh, so for me, I guess, honestly, I have to say that nothing has been shocking or nothing has been out of the ordinary to me in that sense. Um, I find that, um, you know, people have, uh, there are so many different experiences and everything is so individual. And I, of course, I don't bring judgment into any of the conversations. It's a safe space. And this is what is really important in, in life coaching. A good life coach is holding safe space for you and it should be private. It should be confidential the life coach should make it very clear from the beginning that this is a safe space and this information will not go outside of this space. And so the person feels that they can comfortably explore whatever it is that is their issue, their situation, their goal, whatever, knowing that they're safe. So feeling safe is very important. And I think in order to produce that kind of atmosphere in a counseling session, you need to also really truly care about the person. 
And I know there are a lot of life coaches out there that are doing this for money, sometimes for their own personal gain or their own popularity. I personally don't even advertise that much. I get mostly word of mouth uh, because I truly believe that a, a true life coach or therapist of any kind should, should have a true care for people. And that's the only reason that I really do it. This is not a business for me or an industry. This to me is life. And especially in a period of time where there's so much uncertainty in our world and so much confusion and people are more than ever burdened by this. You know, I want to be someone who is there to hold space for people so they can get healing in their lives and they can have restoration and they can have a release to become really who they are meant to be, who they are destined to be. So I guess that sums up my philosophy about, you know, the effectiveness of life coaching. Because to me, um, if you care, really truly care about that person, that's going to be more effective in their healing and the energy that you can transmit to them sure. than if it is a business or if it is, you know, oh, I'm, I'm out here, I've, I'm a speaker, I've got all my stuff going on, I want people, you know, noticing my business. And to me, more than a business, this is helping people live. So I got to tell you, it, it seems to me the people that are really, really uh, not with it are the ones who don't need a life coach and the ones who don't need a, th- you know, a therapist because the world is so crazy. The world is so mm-hmm. messed up. The world is so mm-hmm. complex. Our lives right. with technology. I mean, it's kind of to the point where anybody who says, yeah, I have it all together and I don't need a life coach and I don't need a therapist and I don't need, um, you know, to, to pray or to have a religious, you know, background. It seems to me, those are the people that are really messed up because I got to tell you, I need a therapist. I need a life coach 100% because of how the world is and technology and, you know, social media and, and we're just bombarded with all of this technology and all of this stuff. And it seems that therapy and life coaching kind of gets this kind of taboo from certain people and, Really, there's nothing wrong with spending an hour, a couple hours a week, just spilling your guts to somebody to make yourself feel better. And I, I don't, I've never understood our Western uh, style of thinking when it comes to life coaching and therapy. I've never really understood this, um, this aversion to it. Right. Um, you know, I, I think especially now, at least from what my experience is with this in this time, I think if, if people don't get it now, I don't think they ever will with everything that's going on in the world. Um, there's such a need for connection and every all the circumstances of what's going on around COVID and all the things behind that. It has created this type of distancing which, you know, some of it, of course, is purported for health reasons, right? But again, when we are separated from people, which is the relationships are the stuff of life, when we are are isolated, it's easier to uh, have problems in the mind, in the heart, in, in our functioning, because we were not created. I don't believe we were created to be islands. I believe that, you know, everyone has their individual beliefs. Personally, I believe that there is a God and he is a God of relationships. And I believe that the relationships are the places where we learn so much and we grow. And that's relationships are one of my passions as far as coaching and therapy goes. But you're absolutely right. I think a lot of people are caught up in images 
And today, more than ever, we have so much social media pressure. People live online, they get out of reality about what is really real and what is not. And we trade true intimacy and vulnerability and true relationship for fleeting moments of pleasure or some type of fantasies or people think they have limitless options as to what's going to work for their life. But in reality, it's not as limitless <laughs> as it seems. For example, in relationships, we are not going to meet 500 people with whom we have a deep connection. And connection is everything. We don't want to become attached to people and things. In an, in an unhealthy attachment, that's what causes so much trouble, for example, with breakups, when people have these unhealthy attachments and they don't have, they haven't done work on themselves. They haven't been able to stand in their own strength or to heal from their wounds. Uh, so then they're passing that on to other people. If we're not healed, if we don't deal with ourselves first, we're not able to not have that influence others in relationship. So, I mean, we all are connected in some ways. We need each other. It would be ideal if there could just be love all around the planet and people would respect each other and care for each other and what a world it would be and how different it would be. But uh, as you said, we all need help. We all come to a moment in life where we need to talk to somebody. And more than ever now, people are finding that need to, to be needing to connect, to talk, to relate and if people don't understand now how important that is after going through this whole situation with the social isolation, distancing and everything, I don't know if they can ever get it, to be honest. It's a sad thing when people are too proud to say, I need help or I need someone to talk to. I mean, even sometimes a coffee with your best friend and talking through some things of life is better therapy than, than many other things that we could turn to. And of course, now this goes back also into our life. And we never want to think, oh, my childhood has affected me. My youth has affected me. Uh, I still have to go back there and look for things to figure out why I'm doing this or why I'm miserable or why I'm hurting. But in all reality, we have to go there. We have to go back and understand what, why am I reacting like this? What is this trigger in my life that's causing me to keep running toward this unhealthy thing? And, you know, in the life coaching, we also try to help people to have strength to go through and get rid of toxicity in their lives. What a wonderful and freeing thing it would be if people had the humility to say, hey, you know, I need help and I need to get this out of my life instead of depending on the opinions of other people. This is one thing that destroys people is caring what other people think in the wrong sense, not in the sense of wanting to be a witness of a good life to someone to encourage them about how things can be or how relationships can be. But, you know, just not being able to, to see farther than our own situation and, and change things that would make things so much better for us. I got to tell you, I, I, I think it's good and healthy for people to have a life coach, to have a therapist. You know, when people say, oh, they're in, they're in marriage counseling. I'm like, that's good. That, you know, yes. they're working on it. And, you know, if you live with someone for 40 years every day, you're going to have to have some maintenance. I mean, that's or, you know, it, you know, you're in counseling with a, a relative and people think there's this taboo notion of doing that. I'm like, no, that's good, because sometimes family relationships can be very sticky. There just seems to be this 
this sense of like defeat when you tell someone that you're in therapy. I don't think it's defeat. Uh, oh no, at, not at all. And, and if anything, I look at it as you're trying to help yourself, and we all need exactly. help. Just like you, you break your leg, you go to the doctor, right? Um, your right. car breaks down, you go to the mechanic. Your head's going to break down because that's just life. You're not going to win every game. And we need some help. And I just think that people need to get past this. Oh, he's in therapy or she's in therapy or they're in therapy or they have life coaches because it has such a negative connotation. And it's like, no, that's actually really, really good and healthy for people. Exactly. So true. Um, Absolutely. I mean, it impacts every area of our life when we make positive changes to reduce toxicity in our life, whether that's in relationships or in habits or, you know, whatever it may be, you know, it, we should want to eliminate the things that drag us down, that cause us to be less than we can be. Stop worrying about other people's opinions. Eliminate toxicity in food and habits and relationships. Trust your heart. Trust your gut. Trust your intuition. You have it for a reason. You know, and a lot of people, they bypass all of that. They don't even think about it. It's like, oh, I have this gnawing feeling inside of me. Well, it can't possibly be right because someone out there said this. Well, listen to your heart. You know, what is it saying? What is your body saying? Another thing that is important in coaching and is helping someone to get into their body and find what might need to be released, energy, stuck energy, things that have happened, trauma in the past, because the body keeps the score. The body retains all of the things we have lived, all of our traumas, all of our situations, our accidents, whatever. So, you know, another important thing is is being in touch with your body. Where in your body are you feeling things, you know? Where does it hurt? Where does it feel stuck? Where does it feel painful or blocked? And this can tell us a lot about something that we need to let go of or that has happened to us. And this is all something that we also explore in life coaching more now than ever because there was a time when we separated the mind from the body and it was like, oh, it's, it's, this is all completely separate. No, it works together. So your mind and your body, things you feel in your body, it's important to acknowledge And it's very important for people to get to a point where they can feel free from opinions of others so that they can be healthy. And that's more important because, you know, is this ask yourself, like, is this going to matter in five years? Is this going to matter in 10 years? Yep. Is this really important? You know, and people don't have an eternal perspective. They're just thinking, right, you know, the next day or the person of this and this humiliation or whatever. It would be, as you said, much better to seek some type of, of support, some type of help from someone who cares to be able to investigate. Well, you know, here I started in this loving relationship and it was amazing. And all of a sudden now there is no intimacy and it's going downhill. And what are we going to do? You know, maybe that can be salvaged if the two people are both willing and maybe life coaching or therapy of some kind could help with that. Why Why should there be shame or any stigma in our days today? Sure. You know, years ago, years ago, there was so much shame if someone was sexually abused, you know, especially men. And men are sexually abused often as well as women, which we don't acknowledge in our society. But, you know, years ago when these things would happen, it was just a shame and a taboo. And there was no one to help people to understand, well, this is not your fault or you know, this is not something that you have to carry with you. And so people would suffer for years with shame and hiding secrets and all of this type of thing because they could not speak of it. It would have shamed them. No one would have understood. 
But now we have so much information, so much revelation of, you know, what people have gone through, what they can do to get help, that it's a shame for anyone to stay in pain in the dark, in addictions, because they feel they cannot tell anyone, they cannot talk, they cannot expose themselves, they don't feel safe. And granted, it's not always easy to find a safe place to reveal yourself, to explore that. But I know there are good people out there that are coaching and people like myself that really care about people. And that's the main reason we do it. So You bring up a couple of really good points. And um, I, I have almost this uh, sixth sense, and, and people make fun of me, but I can feel negative energy. When there's like yeah. negative energy in my house, the cats are meowing, um, the, the, mm-hmm. my daughter might be crying. There's... I. I can feel negative energy and that's something that I have, I have always noticed. You can feel it. And a lot of people also, they think I'm crazy for one. They're like, what negative? And like, you can't feel that negative energy because I sure as hell can. So there's that. And you bring up the mind and the body mm-hmm. 110% because I always look mm-hmm. at the mind and the body as like a connection of a hose. If you have one kink in that hose, the water's not going to be able to flow. So you've got to be able to take care of your mind, your body, and your spirit or your soul. And those are the three aspects that I think make people really, really healthy. So if you have a great soul and you have a great mind, but you're 400 pounds and you're out of shape, that's not healthy. If you look like a supermodel, but inside mentally, you're just like dying. That's not healthy either. It's about balance. And, you know, you bring it up another good point. You know, we sweat the little stuff. I mean, really at the end of the day. Everything, even this podcast that I'm doing, at the end of the day, is 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 X really worth Y? At the end of the day, we're all go- going to die. We're all going uh, to bite the big bazooka one day. And even this po- it doesn't this podcast doesn't matter. None of this microphone that's very expensive right in front of me doesn't matter because. Does it really matter at the end of the day? People are going to say, oh, when, you know, Stephen was alive, he had a great microphone and an awesome computer. No, people aren't going to say that. So really, really good, good points about is it worth it? And I think a lot of people don't think mm-hmm. that through. Yeah, so true. And, you know, really, if people would only realize that, you know, we mindfulness is presence in the moment. It's a concept that we've talked about more recently in life coaching Uh, than in the past in counseling. It's being very present in the moment. The most important thing is right now. We can learn from our past and we can plan for our future somewhat, but we have no total control over everything that's going to happen in the future. What we have is right now this present moment. And that's part of the life coaching that I do too, is to hold that present moment for that person and to help them to be in that presence. Because, you know, what is a lot of anxiety and depression? It's when people are living too much in the past, there's depression. Living too much in the future, there's anxiety. So what happens to this present moment, which is all that technically we are actually promised right now? You know, it's we're missing the moments. We're missing the love. We're missing the people. You know, I personally am a cancer survivor. And I know that when I was going through that, the one thing that just pressed on my heart was I want to find everybody in my life that I have love that has touched me and I want to make sure that they know that they did. 
you know, and, and it's so true what they say about, you know, people say things and do things, but people always remember how you made them feel. And, you know, it, it's just so beautiful to have awareness of the present moment. That's what we call mindfulness in life coaching. And just to know that this moment, be all there in this moment. We're not getting that back. We're here. It's now. In the future, things may happen. We can plan. We can. It's good to have goals. That's beautiful. But don't miss this moment that you're in right now. Don't miss what's in front of you right now. Live today. And we define ourselves. Who we are is how we love. That's what I think. Not what they think. Not what they think about us. But how we love. Who we are. And, you know, we were talking about going to the gym, which is, of course, uh, the big, you know, thing in California, especially, you know, the, the, the body. There's so much emphasis on the body. Of course, we like you said, you're, you know, you're 400 pounds, whatever. You need to get healthy because it's important to get healthy. Is it important to, you know, take care of yourself? Of course. But, you know, people don't even make good judgment about choosing life partners or friends or whatever. It's like how many times have you heard someone say, this person was so gorgeous. It really changed my life. Right. You know, it, it's more about that, you know, if I, if I listen to the people who really had life-changing relationships and experience, it's not only about that. It's not about the vanity. It's about the health. It's about the love. And love, to me, is the stuff of life. So, I mean, you know, really, it's, it's a matter of priorities <laughs> as well, you know, right? Right. I got to tell you, so two, two last questions. So uh, first one, you know, what do you hope to accomplish with your clients? Like what's your number one goal? And then I have one follow-up question that I'm going to start asking every guest on my show. So uh, my second to last question. So what do you hope to accomplish with your clients? Well, for me personally, and I, I think it's part of what I've been saying all along is I feel that, you know, the, the way that I do the coaching is, is highly intuitive as well. It's being in touch with the person and feeling what they may need and, again, helping them to answer these questions that are already in themselves. So I'm basically there to ask the questions, to help them think about it. I don't tell them what to do. I don't um, tell someone how to live their life. If they want advice based on some of my experiences, I'm happy to share with them. But ultimately, they are the ones that are going to help you know, set themselves free find the solutions through the discussion. And for me, the important thing, honestly, is allowing, you know, strength to flow through me and my energy to hold space for that person so they feel safe enough to explore themselves. And with the intuition, also, I believe that a good life coach, coach is compassionate. I believe that there is an, a need to be compassionate toward your, uh, your clients. Um, and to cater things to what their particular need is. So for me, I mean, if somebody is growing, if they are thriving, if they are healing, that's success for me. I want to see people feel whole, feel healthy, feel vibrant, find joy, asking them, does this bring me joy? You know, we've all heard of Marie Kondo, the Japanese organizer who does this beautiful cleaning um, and organizing. <laughs> and she helps people to get rid of toxicity in their living space. And her question that we should always ask, like when we're discarding things or we need to know, what do we need to get rid of? She says, hold it in your hand and ask, does this bring joy? Right. 
if it brings joy, you, you keep it. If it doesn't or you're done with it, you either give it to someone else as a gift and it brings joy to someone else or you discard it because it's no longer serving purpose. But this is one way of cleaning things out. Well, it's the same thing with our thoughts, with our lives, and there's so much more I could say about the way we think and all of that. But for me, if I can help one person, even one, I don't care if there are 100 people on my client list to go back to the original question. I care if I helped one person. Yep. If one person has a better life because of something I could offer or say or because the energy and the love they felt for me was there, then that's a beautiful and successful life coaching for me. <sighs> Gosh, I, I could I could go on and on. So we got to wrap things up. But, you know, a couple of things. And, and I've said this before on, on this show. Uh, look, I'm an actor, writer, comedian. I'm, I'm an author. I, I do it all. I am developing a board game. I'm developing an outdoor game. I, I've got a documentary on me. I mean, I do it all. And that's what you have to wear many hats in this industry. And I've always told everybody I would give it all up if I just had that one role where I was known as that guy who did that great thing. I'd give it all up if, if I were just known as X, somebody who did something great, who's someone who really, really helped somebody else get through that. Uh, whether that's a one line in a Quentin Tarantino movie being known as that guy, or whether that's you know helping other people achieve their goals. I just want to be known as that one guy who did that one thing that was positive. So it kind of gets me to my very, very last question. So I ask everybody this question on my show. And do not hold back, please. Uh, this is, a, this is a, uh, uh, an adult show. You can just let fly whatever. There's no wrong answers to this question. Tell me your perfect day. So you've got one day. It's perfect. Tell me how your day goes. Wow. <laughs> That could go in so many different directions. You can wow. say whatever you want. <laughs> um, gosh, I would say uh, if it was on a personal level, of course, the most important thing would be surrounded by people that I love, being able to be close to the people I love. Uh, I'm very relational. Relationships are life. I, you know, that would be the most amazing thing for me personally, be to be able to share that day with the people that I love. And really, it's not about the location as much as it is about the love. I think love is the stuff of life. And I think that that's what we're all ultimately seeking for and desiring. And, you know, I, wow, I mean, there's so many different things that I could say on a professional level, I would say, you know, that I would, I would love to have the opportunity to help people and to hold space for them and to let them also see my humanity. You know, it's, it's okay to be in this journey with our, our life coaching clients with them because we're all on this journey together. And I would love to, you know, um, help everyone to become more informed about how they can support themselves and support others in this journey. So, I mean, that to me, a beautiful day is, is mostly made up of connection, relationship, time with people I love, helping people. You know, I, as a life coach, I'm compassionate. I allow my heart and my imagination to embrace the difficulties and concerns of others. And uh, even though we as life coaches have to maintain our own balance, um, I find it within myself to extend sympathy, attention support. Uh, when they're grieved, I want to listen with openness and gentle strength. I want to offer loyalty and human understanding. 
you know, without judgment, without undermining or enabling in this case where there are things that need to go out of their lives, I would want to aid and assist others to find their strength and allow the healing power of the universe, or as I believe God, to flow through me. And if I can soothe the hearts and feelings of those I encounter, I mean, I guess that would be a perfect day for me. Well, it has been an absolute pleasure uh, having you on Angelina with Paraspacity Life Coaching. Where can people find you if they want to hear more about, you know, you, you know, your services and what you do? Where's the best place people to uh, reach out and find you? I welcome anyone to reach out on Instagram. I have my page, Paraspacity Life Coaching. Um, Paraspacity is a word that refers to insight. Uh, so it's having insight into situations and people and sensitivity. So that's hence the name, because people often ask, what is perspicacity? <laughs> what does it mean? And I actually took it from the French word perspicacity, uh, because I'm French. And that word always spoke to me as being a word that, that talked about a characteristic of caring, of being insightful. So anyone is welcome to look me up at Perspicacity Life Coaching on Instagram. I also have an art and music uh, page on Facebook, uh, and that is Angelina's Art Music. And uh, I welcome any, any questions, any inquiries into life coaching. I wish everybody to be their best self, to be true to themselves. Gotcha. Well, thank you so much for coming on this show and, you know, come back again. Definitely. We'll, uh, next time we'll, we'll actually have you in the studio because it was really, really a fun time. And I really, really appreciated talking to you. Likewise. Thank you. And I would love that. (laughs) Awesome. Okay. Have a great day. Well, that was Angelina with Paraspacity Life Coaching, a good friend, very talented lady, um, dancer, singer, artist, speaks several languages, very intelligent, a wonderful person. And I think she really gives some good insight to, you know, really how we can help each other out, how to help ourselves out, really. And I think we all need that. Look, this this is the Stephen D. Snyder Show. Look, we talk about everything, folks. We talk about sex, drugs, rock and roll, politics, sports. We talk about diet, health, nutrition, fitness, mental health. We talk about everything. This is a variety show. This is the show you come to when you want to hear experts like Angelina kind of set you straight. But folks, this has been the Stephen D. Snyder Show. Come back next week and join me. I will have another fantastic guest lined up. And remember, folks, America is not a rest home. Good night.